You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 132. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 132. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. I just hit record, Mr. Smith, so you better bring your A game. Oh, my A game? <laughs> well, I was going to bring my B game, but until you, since you said that... <laughs> I'll bring the A game. I thought you knew that was a part of your job description. Bringing the A game? Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to have to renegotiate that contract. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, well, I think I have some <laughs> currency that you might be very oh, much interested in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey Oh, wait. The mic's on. Oh. People are listening. Hello? Is this thing on? They're here. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, people. 925. Right, right. C-105. we're back. Folks, real special guest here this morning. Dirty Dad, the garbage man. Z105's newest DJ is here. Dad, that? <laughs> Dirty Dad, on the AM. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... <laughs> slightly distracted Smiths. Yes, yeah, slightly distracted. We we do... Hello and welcome. We will <laughs> deliver... Actually, this is going to be a really, really fantastic episode. I'm excited for if it. If you do say so yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a fan of the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Number one fan of the show? I'm the number one fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, hello and welcome. We are so... Did I already say that? You did, I kind of already went that That's what I'm saying. Slightly distracted Smith. Should we start over? We might. (laughs) We might start over. No, let's just leave this in. Take two. Okay. Um, Hello, everybody. Welcome (laughs) to the Joy Junkie (laughs) Show. I don't even know what... (laughs) Do I need to take over here? Where do I want to go? Take the mic. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what you need to know after this train wreck of the first two minutes. Yeah. What you need to know is you need to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 132. That's the show notes page for this particular episode. And we are going to be talking about how to make epic shit happen in 2016. Boom. And on that page, thejoyjunkie.com slash 132, you can find a freebie download that you will definitely want to grab. So we've we've mentioned before, you know, we I every handful of episodes I'll do like a freebie download for everybody. And this one is going to be all around planning for 2016. How fun. And it's done in a way that is a little bit more coachy. And it will provide a reference source for you as you listen to this podcast, as well as start planning out what you want to accomplish in the new year. Beautiful. So that's what we're going to talk about today, because everyone always talks about New Year's resolutions and what the new year, what's the theme for the next year. And 
you know, all of these things. And then you kind of get to February and nothing's really happened and you've lost steam and you're not that excited. And so I want to talk about some of the, the places we get held up in the pitfalls that we stumble upon when we're goal setting and trying to create new things in our life. And, and then how you can actually be effective at doing so. Oh, I'm looking forward to this episode now. Yeah. Make sure you get your download, Mr. Smith. Well, download it right now. My page notes here. Oh, yeah? On my show notes, yeah. Yeah, you're on your show notes mm-hmm. page? <laughs> you down. don't even know. I'll download it here. Do you even know what that lingo is? You don't even know. <laughs> you fake it really well, though. You're really cute. <laughs> I'm an old fogey. You what are a fogues. What are you going to do? You're my fogues, though. So I also wanted to let you know that this week is the final week to get in on the triple t retreat.com now we record these podcasts in advance so i might actually have to go back and edit this out and if we've sold out gotcha so if this is still in and we are still actively selling remaining spots then go now because this Thursday, the 31st, New Year's Eve, is the last day that you can get in on the payment plan. Last uh, day to write it off on your taxes. Oh. How about that? Well, I don't know if you can. Can you? Yeah. As what? As a business expense. For me, I can. <laughs> no, I'm talking about people that take the course. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's it's uh, personal development. Well, consult you your, your tax professional. Yeah. Because they certainly don't need to get in trouble for that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, consult your tax professional. (laughs) But that might be another great reason to get in on it. But also, we're not coming, uh, if we have any remaining spots open, which I seriously doubt on January 1st, we're doing away with the payment plan. So right now, you can still do the entire retreat with us in May. We're going to Mexico in May. Mexico. Mexico with two of my genius colleagues. And we are doing this retreat called Tanning Tacos and Transformation, which I've mentioned on the podcast the last handful of weeks. And we were able to secure a couple extra spots. They are totally going quickly. We don't anticipate we'll even have any in January. So if you, you know, need to let somebody know, like, hey, my birthday's coming up in the new year, even though it's like October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need an early birthday <laughs> gift. Um, but yeah, so you can you can go to tripletretreat.com. You can read all about it. You can find out all of the topics we're digging into really meaty concepts around your inner critic, around confidence, how to communicate, a lot of the stuff that we talk about on the show. Only we're going much, much deeper and you're going to do it with a bunch of other badasses. So again, tripletretreat.com. And I'm going to allow you guys to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 132. Go get your worksheet so that we can start going through this. And in the meantime, I'm going to pass the mic to Mr. Smith. Yeah, so pause. Go get one your show notes from 132. Your download. Come, yeah, your download. Your download on the, on show, the, notes on the show notes page. Yeah, yeah. That's is what that I what you meant to mm-hmm. say? That's what okay. I meant to say, yeah. All right, so this is a little segment we like to call... Would you rather... <laughs> so this one... I, I'm going to go back to second grade here. Awesome. Would you rather... You're going to be an itty-bitty smitty? I'm going to be an itty-bitty smitty. It's <laughs> been a long time. 
All right. So, would you rather? Okay. Be when you stood up. Every time you stood up, pee just a little bit. Oh, we just pee a little bit. Yeah, pee a little. Oh, bit. just a little bit. Maybe like an ounce. Okay, like a shot. Yeah, like a shot glass. I'm like, that's like a shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let, yeah, way to put it into alcohol terms. Or every time you sit down, poop a little bit. Just a little shark. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> just a little shark. Like it's no big deal. No big deal, just a little shark. Every time you sit. <laughs> every time you sit down. And every time you stand up, you pee a little bit. One or the other. I think I'd I think I'd rather pee a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because you have, to, you have to have a lot of change of pants. But but women, we could always have. I mean, men could too. We pads. could always put little panty liners and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Yeah, have to wear a pad if you pooped or <laughs> peed. But if you poop, it's like it's stinky. It's stinky. <laughs> so you're gonna get the smell along with. This is so horrible. I told you I was going back to second. Grade. What is wrong with you? I'm a second grader. <laughs> we need a new. Everyone's a second grader, really. Where's we? our segment manager? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good. It's a it's a conundrum, is what it is. Um, no, I definitely definitely would go for pee a little. I think I'd pee a little too. In fact, I just did. No. <laughs> oh my god, we got to give them something valuable. All right, let's do some value. Let's we value real, add. We, we let's do some value add. <laughs> we really didn't start off very strong. Ooh, pretty, but you know what? We're gonna finish. We're gonna finish strong, and that's like the important. Beast. That's the important piece. That's right. All right. So let's talk about how to make epic shit happen in 2016. So I used to do a lot of stuff in one of my programs around goal setting and before I really moved into a lot of the, you know, find your voice and use it type of stuff. And I saw sort of the same patterns with people when they wanted to establish goals for the new year. Mm. Or start creating these new things that they wanted in their life. So a couple of the things that would come up is, and this is very, very prevalent in the new year, where especially if you've come out of like a really challenging relationship or you just changed jobs or things were really rough in the past year, you'll go into the next year saying something like, this year it's all about my health. Or this year it's all about my business Mm -hmm. or this year it's all about love or something like that okay which it's true in itself is not a big deal the problem though is when you give all of your energy to one category in your life right does it mean that there's not going to be a hierarchy no there's probably going to be a hierarchy there's probably going to be you know friends and family is probably going to be more important to you than you know, your career. I don't know. This right. might be a place for you to look and evaluate. So there's not a problem at all knowing that you really want to make major strides in your health. And there's no problem going, I really want to make huge leaps in my business this year or things like that. That's not the problem. The problem is when you don't give any energy to other areas of your life. So I'm going to give you a tool that was actually given to me when I went to coaching school in your free download. So be sure to grab that and you can kind of follow along 
as we go through this. So right. I'm going to show you how to make goals and set up your new year so that you're catering to all these areas of your life. And you get to decide how much time and energy you want to allocate to these various goals. So again, if one's trump the other, that's totally fine. The other thing that I see people do all the time, and this is, it's still a challenge for me sometimes with my clients to nail people down to something specific, something quantifiable. So another one of those issues that we were talking about with saying it's all about my health or it's all about my business, that doesn't give you any way to really know did I accomplish it or did I not? It's a vague goal, yeah. It's vague. It's <clears throat> yeah. not specific. So you want whatever you set up as your ambition for the new year. You want to be sure that you can gauge, yes, I did it. No, I didn't. I went halfway. I superseded my goal. Are there exceptions? Of course there's exceptions. But most people don't have the problem of being too specific. They have the problem of being too vague. Too general, yeah. Right? So I want you to start by evaluating eight different major categories of your life. And these are on the page. These are on the page. It's called the Wheel of Life. And this is something that I don't believe it originated with. CTI, which is the Coaches Training Institute where I went to school. Uh-huh. But they they did deliver it to me. They're the ones who taught me, but I'm pretty sure somebody else created it. I don't I wish I could give credit. It's not mine. Yeah. But it is a very, very commonly used tool to assess the various categories of your life. So what I want you to do, and you're gonna see this really clearly laid out, is I want you to take these eight different sections, which I'm gonna read in a second, just in case you're listening and you don't have access to your your download yet. I want you to look at your level of satisfaction in these eight areas right now. And I'm not talking about quantity, or like for instance, one of the categories is uh, uh, intimate partnership. Oh, look at that. I was right. Yeah, well, sex is a part of it, but it's not one of your major ca- – it's a part of your intimate relationship. Major category, Amy. Okay, honey. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So don't fucking ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> so intimate partnership. Now, you might be in a situation where being single, just because you don't have a partner, that doesn't mean your satisfaction <clears throat> – is a one or a zero, you might be so happy being single. So you might rank your satisfaction in that area like an eight or a nine, gotcha. you know? So it's not about the quantity. There, Another one of the categories is money. You might be, for most of us, we want more money, right? We want a larger amount. But then there's some people who are super satisfied with where they are now. So it's a, your level of satisfaction in this area that I want you to assess on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. So 1 is going to be completely unsatisfied. And you're not happy at all in this particular category. Okay. 10 being max, like I am so fucking fulfilled and happy in Nothing this else ca- to do here. Right. 
Maintenance. Or maintenance, yeah. Like, I'm going to really celebrate where I'm at in this particular category. Now, the categories are as follows. Friends and family, that's one category. Now, I've definitely had people who have broken that up because those dynamics are so vastly different. Right. Then you have nine categories instead of eight. Right. You know, where you kind of, it's designed in like a piece of a pie so you can split like another piece or whatever you want to, however you want to do it. You can do it a ton of different ways. So friends and family, you're going to have a category that is money or your financial house, financial well-being, career. Yeah. Now, some people, like if you're a stay-at-home mom, you might have that whole category be motherhood. Right. Or you might have it be um, uh, impact or philanthropy or whatever other major role. Maybe it's caregiving or something that really encompasses your your career. Got it. Or you can skip it altogether. Okay. So it, you really want it to be applicable to your real world and where you want to create goals, where yeah. you want to create headway. If it's not really an area for you, totally skip it. Intimate partnership, as I said. Another category is personal growth. So a lot of what we do here, we're in the personal growth category. But I would also make this in tandem with spirituality. So Mm -hmm. if you do have a spiritual practice, whether it is of uh, like an organized religion or spirituality the way we speak about it a lot, I'd be surprised if there's a lot of religious people listening, to be honest. No judgment, like knock yourself out. But you might... For a lot of people, our spirituality is really, you know, it's of or related to your spirit, spirit, your soul. So for some people, that's religion. And for others, it's fucking yoga. You know what I mean? So however you want to define that. The next category is fun and recreation. And then uh, physical environment. So this is everything from your home and your actual house your rooms in your house, your actual physical environment, all the way to your city, to your state, to your country. So it's where you reside and all of the factors that impact your daily life because of your physical environment. So if you have really horrible, noisy neighbors or if you really don't like the political climate in America or whatever it is, does it highly impact your world where you live? Got it. And then finally, the last category is health. And you can, I, when I address health, I always look at all different areas. So I'll look at sexual health. I'll look at uh, everything from like dental hygiene to mental health. Mm-hmm. So you get to really look at what each of these categories means to you in your life. And what, and the most important thing is what equates satisfaction or fulfillment because we don't want to set up goals in the area of health if it doesn't sound like fun yeah or it doesn't sound like something you really want or an issue that you want rectified like these all need to be resonant for you they can't be i'm going to go after you know education because my parents want me to when all you want to do is be an artist you know what i mean so these are again we want to make sure that we're creating goals that are resonant and that they're truly for you. So after you have looked at where you are currently in all of these areas and you've given yourself a number ranking of satisfaction, then I want you to go back and you'll see a section for this on your PDF as well, where you can rank where you would like to be 
as far as satisfaction. By the end of next year. By the end of 2016. Oh, cool. So you might have something, like let's say friends and family. You've given yourself a five. And by the end of 2016, you would like it to be closer to an eight. And so now you've got, you know, three points of difference. I would say you probably want to be in that two to four range difference. Otherwise, it becomes extremely overwhelming Mm -hmm. or it becomes uh, really minuscule where you don't even pay attention to it. So you, you want there to be enough stretch in that particular category for you to go after something but not so much so that it's overwhelming like for instance if you're so not satisfied in your relationship like you're at a one and you're like by the end of the year i want to be at a nine yeah it's like oh my god i need to find i need to get a divorce and then i need to find a new soulmate and then i need to do it and it's a huge undertaking and it and when when you feel overwhelmed you don't take action so I would say, you know, and, and there's fluctuation in that. Like if you've not been working at all and now you're entering a brand new workforce, you might jump five points or something like sure. that. There's exceptions to the rule. Absolutely. But set yourself up for success. Now you might be getting into this, but how do you quantify a five and an eight? That's that's really good question. That is 100% individual. So, okay. Okay. Like, and, and I would also guess that you probably innately know. Like, if I said to you right now, how would you rank your satisfaction in your health? Scale of 1 to 10. 10 mm-hmm. being... Mm-hmm. How would you rank your oh, health? Oh, you mean, uh, you want me to actually answer that? Yeah. Like I'd say it, a 7, maybe an 8. How would you come to that? I don't know. I just knew. Exactly. Okay. So that's how you do it. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to think, like, from an audience perspective, how do I know if I've gained three points in that by the end of the year? Oh, I'm getting to that. Yeah, yes, okay. that. Yes, that mm-hmm. we are getting to. But as far as how do you come to your ranking, all of, it's totally variable. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all variable. Okay, I'm getting hot. I need to take my sweater off. All right. Get it, get da, 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 da. <laughs> I always get so hot when I get worked up about a topic. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Okay, so now that you have determined kind of like, here's where I want to go. And this is really, really basic. So if you have an elaborate planning system for your year, you might take just little bits and pieces of this. But I would say far more commonly, I see people who just fly by the seat of their pants. And they say things like, I want to learn Spanish one day. Or I want to go to France one day. Or I want to do one day, one day, one day. But they never take a pen to paper. They never say exactly what that's going to look like. And they never make it measurable, like time and space. You know, time and date. So before I get into the actionable steps, because you're going to see this as well in your worksheets, that you're going to have an opportunity to write down what those specific goals are that encompass that three-point jump, four-point jump, two-point jump, right? But before you start crafting what those look like, I want to talk for a minute about smart goals. Excuse me, so I'm burping into this. It's like a smart car. It's it's a... mm, No. No? 
Okay. And it's not even like smart water. <laughs> it's not very smart, is it? It's an acronym. <laughs> that water got into a bottle. It's definitely not smart. I digress. You're awful. Okay. <laughs> so smart goals. And I'm sure you've heard this. It floats around pretty much everywhere. But I would encourage you to look at this through the SMART goals that I learned from, again, from CTI and the way that they explained it, which was a little bit different. So that what the SMART acronym stood for was slightly different words. Okay. So the first one is you want whatever goal. So again, let's say it's friends and family. We want to jump from five to an eight. We want whatever goals that we put in our friends and family category, we want them to be specific. Okay, really, really specific so that when you come to this time next year, you can say, yes, I did accomplish that goal or no, I did not accomplish that goal. The M in SMART stands for measurable. Again, this is just kind of another piece of that, I always get that word, word. Specificity? Specificity. And I really like that word. That's a good one. But I'm always like, specific. It's easy to mess up though. Perfectionist. I'm kind of a perfectionist. Perfectionist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you want it to be something that you can measure, meaning that there's benchmarks, meaning that there are baby steps that make compounded effects into an overall goal. And some of these might be bigger than others. You might have a goal of, like, let's say taking the family to Disney World uh, in the summertime. So that's a pretty lofty goal. Probably one of your baby steps would be looking at prices and gathering what's it going to cost you. Then another baby step might be looking at, okay, where, how are we going to accumulate this money? Do we need to put a specific amount of money aside every month? Do we need to have a different bank account? All of those are kind of like the baby steps under the bigger goal. Right. Right? But they're measurable. You can check it off and say, yes, we've been saving $500 a month. We've been, you know, we booked our air flare. Flare. Air flare. (laughs) That's how I fly. (laughs) Air flare. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, the, The A in SMART stands for achievable. Now, this is why I encourage you to not make like a gigantic seven or eight point jump or something mammoth when you evaluate your wheel of life. It's because not that it's not achievable, but that it's usually discouraging and overwhelming. Not always, but a lot of times like we'll set up something like, we've talked about this before on the pod, like, okay, I'm going to start working out. And I haven't worked out at all for the last year. And I'm going to work out six days a week for two hours each day. And you start making something really lofty. Is it possible? Of course. Anything's possible. But you're not really setting yourself up for success because there's so many ways to not achieve that. So, no, I mean, I can get into a lot of this, but like knowing how you operate, knowing what works well for you. Sure. But if you tend to be one of those people who plans and plans and plans and plans and then does nothing, there's a strong chance that you're over planning something way too big. It's true. It's very true. Because when it comes to action, it's daunting. And you're like, oh, too much. Mm-hmm. Well, I already skipped my workout this today. I might as well skip this entire week. Exactly. 
instead of just getting in four that week and that being a major win. So you just want to keep this in mind as you approach it. Being a life coach, the last thing I want to do is ever say that something's not possible. Like everything is possible. Everything is achievable. But I also think you really have to be mindful about how you are personally motivated. I'm way more motivated by a smaller step and bite-sized processes. I know other people that they need a massive change. Like they need to fucking move to London in order to create change in their life. Otherwise, they won't do anything. So you really need to know how you operate the best Uh and and listen to it. Uh It's good advice. The R in smart is for resonant. And this is, again, what I was talking about with this can't be mom's dream or dad's dream or husband's goals. This has to be because you want to do it. Because a number of things can happen if these are things that you don't really want, or if you are even subconsciously doing them to get somebody else's approval, or, you know, I know my husband would really like it if I lost weight, or, you know, and you're not really motivated. So a lot of stuff can happen where you don't follow through because you're already set up to fail because you don't even want to fucking do it to begin with because it's somebody else's goal. Right, yes. And then finally, the last T in SMART is time-oriented, which, again, you can put that it really follows under the measurable and spe- uh, the uh, specifics of it, where you can actually say, by this date, by this time, I want to be this far. It's just benchmarks, that's all. And if you look at the grand scheme of an entire year, you've got a decent amount of time to move the mark on these rankings. So now that you kind of have an understanding of smart ways to go about creating some of these goals, the first question to ask yourself around all of these categories, so let's take that friends and family example. You're currently at a five. What would make it a six? What would you like make? What, in your mind's eye? Right. Well, okay. let's, you know, let's actually use you as an example. So you gave your health what seven. It, a seven. Where would you want to be at the end of 2016? What feels really realistic and attainable? Like a nine. Okay. Yeah. So what would make it at just an eight? What would make it an eight? Um, well, for me, it's not about losing weight necessarily. It's mm-hmm. more about feeling good in my body. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, not feeling stiff, not feeling sore, feeling vibrant, mm-hmm. um, feeling energetic, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I don't know how to quantify that for an eight, though. Okay. So what are the things that you know influence you feeling those ways? Uh, diet, exercise, and um, and flexibility. Okay. So could you put together, based off of what you're doing now with your diet, exercise, and flexibility – that have you at a seven, could you up all of those? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, could you do your TRX workouts maybe three times a week? Yeah. Or could you add a supplement? Or could you add a day of stretching? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then what would make it uh, a nine? More of the same. Okay. And would that get you to 
a nine, would that be satisfactory for you? Like when you look at, you know what, that would mean I'm working out this many times or that would mean I'm fitting into this pair of pants or that would mean I can go to this function feeling really awesome in my new suit or I can, does that nine, the result of the nine, is that appealing to you to do the work that it entails? Sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So then you'll see that in your worksheets. So you free would, coaching right here. Right here, we did me. it on the spot. On the spot. <laughs> so usually <laughs> it is, it is. We're chasing an emotion. We're chasing a feeling. Like we want to feel connected, more connected with our spouse. Right? How do you gauge connectiveness? Well, what are the things that influence our connection? Sex, regular sex, regular time spent together. Um, I would say learning and growing together. So those yeah. are the things that influence the emotion you want to feel. I see. If you want to feel really powerful in your business, what are the things that make you feel powerful? Gotcha. When I have a sound financial plan, when I have uh, adequate help and support staff to get me through certain things, when I delegate. So you can start looking at what works, what doesn't work. And I mean, we could teach in whole an entire class on this and many people do but usually when you're looking at quantifying something you want to quantify actions that are leading to a, something you want to feel got it so for instance if you want to you know connection with friends and family the action that might be quantifiable would be i'm going to write on my calendar to reach out to to actually call my mom every monday night Yes. Which fuels that connection that I want in that relationship. So that's how you set up those sorts of goals. Yeah. So okay. that is what I have for you. I didn't want to get like super, super in-depth because <clears throat> you, you can set up tons of stuff like ways to motivate yourself and all sorts of things. But I really wanted to take it down a notch because I really feel like most people say, this year I'm starting a business. This year I lose 50 pounds. This year... And, you can, you can totally do that, but you deserve to have quality in all the areas of your life. Even if you're growing a business, you should also be growing your spirit. Sure. You should also be connecting with your friends and family yeah. because that's all, as long as it's fulfilling for you. Some that's of what us makes you joyful and happy. happy yeah. You know, some people, your family will never be on your agenda because they don't fulfill you. And that's fine too. Sure. But that's, yeah. that's why it's personal because it's uh, yeah. personal development right so you need to evaluate for yourself what are these areas and some people will look at these eight areas and go okay there's really four or five that i really really want to focus on that's fine too what i want you to avoid is collapsing all of who you are with one category we are way too diverse as humans to be fulfilled by one category of our life sure we thrive by nurturing different areas of ourselves Absolutely. so can, yeah can i add something sure real quick um something that also helps me when setting goals is you like you've gone through the smart which is great i love that acronym um and when you have that like yes that's the feeling that i want to have that's the end result that i want to get i break it up into 12 steps oh and okay I do one step a month mm-hmm Right, and that's I'm like, great. that's biteable, mm-hmm. that's chewable, 
right? I'm not going to eat the whole plate of food once. Right. I'm going to eat one bite at a time. Like the whole so plate So if I of look food. at the end goal and then say, how do I break that into 12 pieces mm-hmm. so that I have it achieved by the end of the year? You've got 12 months to do it, right? Yep. <clears throat> so, and then you can break it down by week too, if you want, or down by day and, you yep. know, take it however you, far you want to go. Right. But I find that that's a great way for me to really get to the goal is if I'm like, okay, this month I need to accomplish this. This week I need to accomplish this mm-hmm. to get that much closer. It feels way more palatable. Way more palatable. Now, I will say that that would be more applicable to a pretty lofty goal. That might be one of these areas where you're jumping like a good four points by the end of the year, maybe five even. Sure. Otherwise, it is perfectly acceptable, you guys, if you have a couple of categories where you really want to only move the mark one or two. And you're like, this year I'm focusing all on my business, on money, on my intimate partnership. And then as far as fun and recreation, I'll be really proud of myself if I go to the pool twice this summer. Right. Or something like that. Now that might not constitute breaking it down every single month. But that is very, very (laughs) good. This month I'm going to buy a new towel. Yeah. <laughs> Goggles. <laughs> Gotta get prepared. <laughs> so yeah, depending on how big of a goal it sure, is, sure, that's sure. excellent. Yeah. yeah, and some people like to start backwards, and you know, there's tons of different ways. Yeah. But you know, there's this there's this really awesome quote. Let me see if I can find it. Um, that I had in one of my materials, oh. and it is if you. If you are not making the progress that you would like to make and are capable of making, it is simply because your goals are not clearly defined. And that's by Paul J. Meyer. And I love that because it's like we can blame and blame and blame and blame. Oh, it's the economy. Oh, it's this. I can't. I can't. can't, can't." Then you are not focusing on what you can do. Yeah. You need to focus on what you can do because blame will always lock you into victimhood. Always. You can't do anything when you're stuck in blame because you don't have any ownership. Are you American or American? You're in the... Are you Mexican or a Mexican? You're in the trash can't. That's right. You are in the trash can't. (laughs) So... Yeah. So think about that too because it, it... Think about anything you've ever accomplished in your life. Anything. It wasn't just willy fucking nilly. It was... I'm going to get my college degree. What do I do first? I go over here and I join admissions and records. And then I do my class. And then I do this. Anything that we accomplish that is really of value to us has some sort of system. Sure. It's on our radar. We're going after it. We have a formula. We have a plan. And we do it. We actually take action. So you are capable. You're absolutely capable. And then the final thing that I really want to leave you with, and this, I will warn you ahead of time, is going to be what most of you skip. Oh. Most of you will skip this because we're not really programmed to do this. But I would highly encourage you, after you've brainstormed and you've planned and you've looked at all these different areas and goals and future, 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 I would love for you to take a second to really celebrate how far you have come. Mm. You can do that a ton of different ways. But while you have your worksheet out, I'm going to have some spots in there for you to do it here where you can just look at, here's what I learned the most. Here's my biggest lesson from 2015. Here's what I'm most proud of 
for 2015. Love it. Here's who I started becoming or here's who I am being now because of this journey that I had. Because it will always, always be our instinct to tally what we don't have. Yeah. It is just part of our DNA. So you have to condition a different way to view things, especially if you're high achieving and you enjoy checking things off the list. Like there's nothing wrong with that unless you don't get to celebrate your journey. That's so true. And that's a huge piece of your own spirituality is actually stopping and giving yourself some congratulations. And again, like I said, most people are like, ah, yeah, yeah, moving on. Okay, just tell me what I need to do to make the money I want to make or get the soulmate I want or have the more sex, whatever. Like, let's just go, 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 go and not really celebrate it. Enjoy the journey, man. So I just did a session like this with my coach and we used the whole session just to celebrate 2015. Nice. And I went through all all these different awesome questions. You accomplished a lot this year, for sure. I was it was really cool though because in that moment I realized cuz you know for the last month or two I've been in major 2016 planning. Uh yeah. So I and I teach this shit and I hadn't mm-hmm. even taken a second to stand back and look at not just the amount of shit, but also the impact that I've been able to create. That is fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been dreaming of forever. So don't overstep that because otherwise we just have a glorified to-do list and we are just chasing that to-do list and that's it. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Make sure you're celebrating. Make sure you are... Um, congratulating yourself and you can do that in a ton of different ways in fact i was thinking it'd be really fun for you and i i know we always do our planning meetings and stuff Mm -hmm. but for us to really celebrate like do one of our date nights and just talk about what are you most proud of this year and what was your biggest learning this year and for sure all of that good stuff i love it so frame it up however it works for you but put it on our to-do list but fucking do it yeah (laughs) put celebration on your to-do list all right again don't forget to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 132 so you can grab the worksheet to help you plan everything out it's a few pages and if you're interested in joining us for the retreat tanning tacos and transformation go to triple t retreat.com you can read all about it everything that we're covering And I think that's it. Anything else you wanted to add, baby? I think that's it for me. All right. So until the next year. Yeah. Until the new year. uh, We're sending so much love to you guys. And we'll see you around these parts next week. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, 2015, out.